Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver. Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. Now, today I want to just think with you actually, because something's been worrying me a little bit. Um, there's so much advice out there about this, and it's conflicting or contradictory advice. I want to think like in a session. Um, now, and, and I'm just going to ask myself the question and just see where my brain takes me. So this might be a really short podcast um, because um, it's a small brain. Uh, anyway, so often people say, start big and then narrow down. Other people say, start small, master that, and then go big. So is it best to be a mile wide and an inch deep? Or is it best to be an inch wide and a mile deep? I mean, the easy answer to give to this is to sit on a fence um, and to say it depends on what you're trying to do. But I think there are some areas where it is important to really think about starting small because if we think about marketing like yeah let's go let's go marketing for a, just for a, a place as, as you know uh, myself and Jason got business get knowledge and we have been marketing and when we went on some like sales and marketing and, and, and read about it learned about it studied and, and had support people recommend and advise that you go narrow on a niche and then and then really really target your messaging to that niche so that's what we've done with a particular sector um with a particular um role as well so like th this podcast is for people leaders and uh, change leaders so really quite quite narrow uh everything that i talk about and everything i do is for people who lead people and also for people who lead change. Um, and I've got two separate groups supportive of those two different um, things and slightly different products for those things. Um, but to get to that, you have to start wide unless you have got a particular um, passion for a particular set of people. When we think about problem solving, you'll see a problem and that will recommend and then, you'll go, and then you'll go, okay, the problem is that we have not achieved our productivity costs or quality for X period of X product over um, X time. And then you're encouraged to, to then go, why, 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 why? And, uh, and ask why a number of times to get to the root cause. But again, that could lead you down a little path. But you're narrowing it down. So you're starting big and narrowing. In marketing, 
you're starting big and then narrowing, starting big in your vision and understanding where you want to try to get to, but then narrowing it all the way down to target, exactly like problem solving. So I think there's something about starting big and starting small because you need to start big on your where you're trying to get to, what it is that you're trying to overcome, what it is that you're trying to achieve. And then you have to break that down into manageable activities, actions, habits. If we talk about habits and behaviours, actually, I saw a video the other week that um, was about a, a person who wanted to go to the gym and, and started going to the gym um, and what they were encouraged to do, what they were encouraged to do is to, for the first 14 days, for the first 14 days, get to the gym and walk out again. Get to the gym, walk out. Not go on a single machine, not go on a single machine, not try anything, but just, just get into the habit of going to the gym. So they had a big goal, a thing that they wanted to achieve, but they broke it down into, into, into tiny, small, actionable steps. And the very first step was just going to the gym. I mean, you could have you could have taken it a bit further, couldn't you? Um, and you could have said, um, just put your gym kit on for the first two days. Just get into the habit of putting your gym kit on first thing in the morning. And then get into the habit of putting your gym kit on and getting in the car and or going downstairs. And then and then breaking it down. And when I think about what we do with improvements, we often start with a massive, a perceivably massive activity for people. So if you think about having a daily meeting as the task, so this is a this is a fundamental part of of improvement um, and creating the right conversations at the right level to take the right actions to get the right results. So you need a vision. You need you need to know where you where you're going to get to. Um, and then these meetings focused on identifying and having the right conversation to see whether yesterday or today or whatever time period you are working towards and what's getting in the way of you doing that. But then if you think about the person that is going to be leading that meeting, they may have never stood up in front of a group of people and spoke before. They may never have asked questions where they've not known the answer that's going to come back they may never have written on a whiteboard whilst talking they may never have given actions to an individual person at the point they may never have encouraged conflict or challenge they may never have celebrated success they may never have been vulnerable and said that they don't know what it is or they don't know the answer. So when you think about starting big and starting small, I think it is really important to have clarity of where it is that you're trying to get to, the end goal, the end vision. So you're starting, I think it was like Stephen Corby said, starting with the end in mind. But then when you've got that clarity of destination and the place that you want to get to, then break that down into its component parts. But then 
you might be required to break those down into the individual habits and behaviors that are required for the individuals and give them the opportunity to practice those habits. Because this takes me to another thought about the, um, the dojo for the Toyota supplier, which I've spoken about in a previous podcast, where they were training people on the, the hand movements, um, picking up three screws repeatedly in a, in a single hand movement, turning um, a screw one particular way a number of times because they had broken it down into the actual habits that the, the actual equipment that they were going to be using wasn't there, wasn't included, but it was just the movements. But when we think about leaders and leadership, we train people on the, the fundamentals of, like, I guess, the, the process of being a leader, the, the back-to-work interviews, the, the um, personal development plans, setting appraisals, all of that stuff. But what about the day today? What about the the small actions that are required for a leader? How many leaders demonstrate how vulnerable they are that, that and that they don't know the answers or that, that they're asking questions without having a view of what's going to come back to them? Every leader is going to be different. Every person is going to be different. And and leadership. There is a, there, I'm not going to say a process. Well, yeah, I'm going to say a process because there's inputs and there's outputs and there's steps to, to achieving that and, and creating the environment for your people. So if you're leading people, think about the things, the tiny actions that are going to help you get to your big goal. If you're leading change, think about the tiny actions that you need people to do to get to your big goal. And then what is it that you need to put in place to help them create their habits and their behaviours? So if we think back to the marketing example before, we are trying within marketing um, to get people to resonate with your message to get people to take an action based upon what you have said it's to get people to do a single thing following each message that's why we have a call to action at the end of the majority of um, of, of content that goes out there because what you try to do is you try to encourage a single action and that action then hopefully will lead to another action and then another action but when you lead people What is it that you want them to do and how can you then encourage them to do the right thing at the right time? Last week when we um, had the amazing conversation with Carl Clem and we touched on process memory. So that's the the memory, sorry, the process has within it the memory of what needs to happen. So that's why we have standards. That's why there's visuals. That's why, because those are the things that should happen at the point that they should happen. The memory of that process is within the process and not within the people. So the process facilitates the journey for people to take the right action at the right time. And that's what we're trying to do with with everything. Yes, there's a lot of variability. Yes, we're dealing with people. Yes, there's a lot of variation and everybody is different. But if you're leading people, how can you ask the right questions? How can you 
create the right environments that help you get to where you want to get to. If you're leading change, it's not just about telling people to do what that is that they need to do. There's a it's the steps that need to take place. I was supporting two organisations this last week with with some some meetings that they were doing with, and they were meeting stakeholder groups, the two separate uh, businesses, two separate stakeholder groups, two separate projects. But they both made the same, or they both had the same opportunity to improve what it was that they were doing, and that was to spend more time on the introductions and building connection with people. Because often we'll set aside five minutes to go around a room and say, hi, my name is Lee. I work at a company called Get Knowledge and then move on to the second person. But that doesn't really let you know about me and what's important to me. So how can you build um, stronger connections? You can have a better introduction because that's the sole purpose of the of what we're trying to do. It's all about relationships. And then those relationships will make it easier if you want to influence a change. So jumping around, because like I said right at the start, I did caveat it at the start that, that I was just going to think on this, should you start small or should you start big? And I think I've got to the place where I'm saying you've got to have clarity of vision that's big. You've got to understand where it is that you're trying to get to. But you've got to start small in terms of understanding the actions the habits and the behaviors that are required and put in place the things that encourage the first action the second action the third action um, and so on and build that into the process memory so that no matter who follows this journey they have a chance of doing it the way that it should be done so you should start big, but then go small really quickly. And an experiment. If you if you do go small really quick, it's easier to unpick and to learn from the thing that you've done because you're just experimenting as you go. If you try to fix too much too quick, then it takes a lot to unpick it and and to change what it is. That you've done so start small start big i'm not really sitting on the fence i don't think am i let me know um if you think that this is a, an answer that is uh, sitting on the fence but start big with your vision start big with where it is that you, your goal and where it is that you're trying to get to but then break it down into the very first action i, I think a few weeks ago a few months ago maybe now when i spoke about habit stacking I said, if you wanted to start flossing your teeth, you should make sure that the floss is next to your toothbrush because then you're stacking it on top of a pre-existing habit. If you just said that you wanted whiter teeth uh, and you just left it all to chance, then probably you would just do the habits and behaviours that you're pre-existing. But you've got to think about setting up the environment to help you succeed in what it is you're doing. And that only comes from small thinking about the big goal. So if you're still listening at this point or watching at this point, I, I hope I've not lost you with me, me, um, me ramblings, but whatever it is you're doing, if you are leading people, if you're marketing, if you're trying to solve problems, if you're trying to influence change, you've got to know where you're trying to get to, and then you've got to go small really quickly.
go small to allow you to both on a on a time frame to allow you to then to experiment but also go small in terms of the habits and the behaviors sometimes when you're delivering change people think that introducing a whiteboard is the small thing that needs to happen but it's not there's a lot of micro habits and behaviors that are required within that for both the leader or the facilitator and the participant because you want to create an environment that asks the right questions that is open vulnerable and then takes the actions acts on the actions and then those actions are then fed up to somewhere else if they can't be dealt with by that the, the people within that team so go big and go small i am going to sit on that fence and um i think really 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 important to identify the micro habits and behaviors that you want from yourself and that you would like from other people to do and then set the environment up so that people can succeed like me and Kyle spoke about last week um, nobody goes to work to do a bad job but are you are we helping them do a good job and if we are not identifying these small things that we want them to do then it's um is it their fault or is it our fault um i think we could always go smaller go smaller until we're getting enough people to do it so yeah there you go and go big and go small um go big with your vision go small with the habits and behaviors micro habits and behaviors and set that environment up so that the environment then remembers what it is that you want people to do and then it makes it easier for everybody else to work uh, to go go forth and uh, and make change happen whatever change um, that be think about the gym example that I said before about just going to the gym back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for a couple of weeks, get into the habit of just going to the gym before you even pick up a weight and, and go to, and, and go to the machine. If you were to break down the activities and actions that you're trying to encourage from your people and for yourself, what are the micro habits or behaviors that you want to create? And then what is it that you need to put in place to make it easier to remember those things? To make it easier to do those things to make change more successful have yourself an amazing week and apologies for the rambling this thanks for listening to business problems solved you can contact lee on linkedin facebook instagram or twitter by searching for lee horton the business problem solver or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.